Yep, 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 yep. We back. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And this is the last post game show of the season because the Knicks fall to the Heat 96 to 92. We're just going to get into it uh, very quickly. Shout out to my guys. Oh, I got the, the, the wrong name tag. Sorry. I don't know what happened. Did, did, y'all, did y'all flip places? What? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, shout out Ryan to Ryan the hoop earrings. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, he would never. Yeah, I got, I got sick of my studs, man. I got sick of my studs. Yeah, hell would freeze over. But shout out to shout out to Ryan G's in the building. Hell yeah, and the Latin assassin Lee Escobedo who let's go rocking the last the last show. And I'm not gonna hold you guys. If I did not have a pod, I would not. Shoot, I'll be at home chilling by myself right now. Like, just, just <laughs> contemplating, but I'm here. So let's let's do this. Here's the thing though. Um all, this has been a good season, man. It hurts. It hurts to end the season with the loss, but overall, we're a team that was supposed to be a 41 win team. We ran into a bus all in Miami Heat, who might be the fakest AFC. <laughs> history uh these guys went to the eastern Conf- were in the eastern conference finals last year one game away from the finals they have a lot of experience i've talked about it on twitter about how i think we're underrating the experience that these guys have and we had to learn on the fly on how to hang with them and so they've been in a lot of these tough moments and this, this is a lot of our guys first time in getting in the second round and getting a taste of this so there's a lot to be proud of even though this loss hurts. All right. We have our picks. We have our young guys. We have a killer in Jalen Brunson here. And we can we will be in the playoffs year after year because of the established pieces we have. So uh before I even get into the breakdowns and stuff, gunshots with the New York Knicks in the season. Uh first time being in the second round in 20 years. Hurts to lose. But uh, a big building block, a big foundation year for us. So salute to you guys in the chat. And, and salute to actually you guys, uh, Lee and Ryan. Man, this is our first ever, you know, playoff run that we're covering in the second round. Hopefully there's a lot more of these to come. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, man. Yeah, facts. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to you. Uh, but, but let's get to it, man. Um, before I even get into the criticisms... Cause I will get into the criticisms. Man, come, come. Shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Him, man. Him. Jalen Brunson. Established point guard. The guy we've been looking for a point guard who can run this team. We found one. It's not even just a point guard. Like he's a legit superstar, man. He's a legit yep. superstar, and it's not even funny. I, I talked about how people were talking, were saying that Donovan Mitchell was the best player um, in that series. Even in this loss to the Heat, I think this further proves my point that Brunson um, has been underrated, still might be underrated. Uh, shoot, I, statistically, really, I felt like he outplayed Jimmy Butler, but 
the team, the team of the Heat kind of picked the places, but I just want to pick up the pieces for the Heat. And the team in New York Knicks kind of really didn't support Brunson the way that I feel like he needed to be supported. But, you know, all in all, 41 points, four rebounds, eight and nine from free throw line. Masterful game. They could not stop that. Got into the paint when he wanted to, hit threes, multiple 30-point games in a row. First Nick to have those since what? Well, Bernard King. He's already, you can already see the future of this Nick. Of this Nick, you can already see it. the number eleven jersey will most likely hang in the Raptors from years to come. If like if he stays here as a New York Knicks, which I think he will, which I think he will. So before we even get to the game, even further, salute to Jalen Brunson, freaking masterful. And the good thing about a guy having a guy like that here is we've been talking about attracting free agents and all these other guys for a long time. This this dude is is a bad man. He he can attract some people without a doubt. I can see a lot of stars going. I want to play with Jalen Brunson because I already know he's not going to be afraid of the moment. He's going to give everything I he has. And if I'm going to if I'm going to go anywhere, I I need to play alongside of a guy like that. So man, Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson, Ooh, yeah. Great game, Jalen Brunson. But let me get your guys' thoughts on the game, man. Uh, yeah, Lee, let me know what your what are your thoughts on this this tough game, tough loss. JLS, are we being positive or uh, are we laying out critiques right now? What should we start with? Positivity. We'll, we'll start with the positivity, and yeah. then we'll 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 move into the negative. Let's we'll move into the critiques. Heard. All right. First off, Mark Cuban, thank you for being a dumbass. <laughs> and uh, running the most poverty franchise in the NBA, squandering again, generational point guard for Steve Nash, now Jalen Brunson. This time, the Knicks are the recipient of your inaccuracies uh, and ridic- ridiculousness as the owner of a goofball franchise. Now Jalen Brunson's wearing number 11, the orange and blue, yes. and has proven to be the best point guard in the Eastern Conference, a top five point guard in the NBA. Who would have thought three years ago the Knicks would have a top five point guard in NBA? Facts. Certainly not I. When Alfred Payton was, you know, burying my eyes, making them bleed from the inside out uh, for eight game <laughs> seasons. Uh, thank God we now have Jalen Brunson and no more bums at the point guard position. We solved that. Uh, he's unbelievable, man. I really think he's going to be an MVP candidate in about two years. I think the guy could even win it. I remember when Nash with the Phoenix. Yeah, now it's like I-, I told Matt fans then. You think I'm annoying now, bro? Back then, 20 years ago, oh my god, I was like, y'all bums just lost a, a future MVP, and they laughed at me, man. Mm. I love Nash. They laughed at me, and what happened? Two-time MVP. Yeah, Brunson has the capabilities. Yeah, he does. If Leon Rose begins to build around him, mm-hmm. both for his his pluses and his negatives, Thanks. you know, p- picking up where his deficiencies are and complementing his strengths. If he does that, Brunson. I mean, the Suns were built around Nash. These nits are built around Brunson. Bro, we could have a serious dynasty on our hands here in two or three years. As JL has said, we are in a great place. We got pits from Denver, Detroit, Milwaukee, Washington, Dallas in our disposal to use for future trades. We got one of the best young cores. I would say we got a top three young core in the NBA after OKC and Orlando. And we got trade assets across the board. Very yeah. good 
maximized value, team-friendly contracts, you know, descending most of the time, team option most of the time on that last year. We had no bad contracts on the roster. We got, we play in MSG. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the best fans in the world. There's really no reason to be sad right now. But we went from a damn bottom of a lottery last year with Evan Fournier, the broken body bag of Kemba Walker, to the second round of the playoffs. Let's go, Let's baby! Go. Hey, let's go. What a season. Shout out, Jay. Plus season, man. It's a plus season, man. It's a plus season. There's a lot, there's a lot to hang our hat on. There's a lot to hang out. There's a lot of groundwork that's been done. Yeah, I, I don't even even the tips, man. People have been dying on tips. There's people gonna blame tips for this loss. Um we can get into the critiques now. The people who we blame tips for this loss, huh? We have a superstar. That's a hard thing to find. Yes. We've been looking for year, decades for superstars since yes. the UN retired. Now we got one. We have That's a legit one. We have a legit one. And legit. Once you have Stop that, it. that is exactly it's the hardest piece to ever get on the chessboard. You can it's three and D. There's three and D guys up the wazoo in the league. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Three and D guys up the wazoo. Um, and we're drafting some, but maybe we bring some in, but Superstar piece to build that chess piece, that heady piece, the guy who's not going to build under pressure, the guy who set people up, the guy who was your engine, your mentor, the guy who people follow. That guy, we got him in Jalen Brunson. So we got that part. Here's a crazy part, Jay Ellis. Jason Tatum, dude's got to be paid 60, 65 million dollars a year. Choke when it matters most. That's Jason Tatum. We got Brunson, descending contract. Yeah. Five million. Yeah, and that's three years. Crazy. Give Leon Rose's flowers. Give Scott Perry his flowers. World Wide West his flowers. Mm-hmm. We can actually build competently yeah. around Brunson and have a long-standing, consistent winner for years to come. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know if you want to add anything, Lyman, before we move on. Yeah. Um. Well, first and foremost, you know, I was outside, you know, back in New York City, you know, for Mother's Day, and. Hey. You know, I was outside, you know, with, you know, Knicks fans, you know, watching the game and enjoying the vibes. You know, it's the Knicks lost tonight, but I'm not even mad, to be honest about it, because the Knicks fought their ass off tonight. You know, the Knicks put it on the line. It was it's just unfortunate that, you know, they, they just couldn't, you know, they just couldn't best the heat tonight. And, you know, it is what it is. That's how it is sometimes. Yeah. Um, I do want to say this because... I'm seeing in the chat, you know, saying how we need to trade this player, we need to trade that player, fire Thibs, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Like, people need to put this in perspective for a second. At the beginning of the season, did anyone realistically think, for the most part, the majority of the fans, did any of you realistically think that the Knicks would make it to the second round of the playoffs? I would bet you money. Well, <laughs> <laughs> But but I would bet you that real but I, I would bet you that realistically the most the majority of you did not believe the Knicks would even make it to the second round of the playoffs. That's a fact. True, because I got laughed at. True. Exactly. So the fact that Thibs coached this team to the second round of the playoffs, and it's not like he got bested by a coach with little to no experience. He got bested by one of the best coaches in the NBA with a Miami Heat team that made the Eastern Conference Finals three out of the four years, these past years. So the Heat have the experience. They've been in these situations before. The Knicks are brand new to this situation. Besides yeah. Jill, besides Jill and Brunson, who else 
in the Knicks rotation has made it this far in the playoffs? Nobody. None of them. Nobody. They're all new to this. Every single one of them. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, so you have to put it in perspective. This is a learning experience for each and every one of these guys. So for y'all to be like, let's trade this player, let's trade that player. I'm sorry, it's idiotic and stupid. Because you're acting like as if these players have the experience and they've been in these situations many times before. And then all of a sudden they just decided to flop. Only yeah. Jalen Brunson's been here. Everybody else, this is new to them. Yeah. Wow, you're facing a Heat team. They've been here before. They've been there, done that. Yeah. And and, and, you, also have, and you also have to remember, we underestimated the Heat because we looked at them in the regular season and forgot that they have one of the best coaches in the NBA and the players on their squad have the experience on top of that. There's, there's, a, there's another example of this in the NBA, the Kings and the Warriors series. If you look at the Kings roster, you look at the Warriors roster. Mm-hmm. The Kings had a better team, but who won that series? The Warriors. Why? Because the Warriors have the experience. They've been there already. They're battle-tested. It's the same thing with this series. The Heat are battle-tested. The Knicks are not battle-tested yet. This is a new experience for the majority of them. Yep. So I, I don't want to hear, oh, let's trade this player. This player got to go. That player got to go. Dibs got to go. Nah. Mm-hmm. Y'all are being idiotic and y'all being emotional as hell. You got to grow this through team, this. This team made it far, and you should be proud of this team Absolutely. for making it this far. They took a Miami Heat team with experience, game six in Miami, down to the damn wire. Let, look, I'm going to give another good example, Ryan G. And thank you for that. that, that, that he, he, preached. he preached. He I love when Ryan G gets pissed. That's my Me favorite. Too, t- <laughs> my, my dad loves it. I, I know my dad is like fired up right now. He I, loves I, it I used to piss off Ryan G on purpose just to have a good show. <laughs> it's iconic bro i haven't done it in a while <laughs> but yo here's here's the thing man another good example of this remember the remember the dream team so people talk about oh we have the most talent this is one didn't the dream team lose once, the, once yeah, wait, hold up, hold up. Knicks on nice day. You can't tell fans how to fan. I may not be able to tell how fans how to fan, but I can tell when y'all acting like a bunch of dumbasses, though. I can tell that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jailist, to, to, to correct you, uh, they lost to an exhibition team of younger players in the NBA. It was before the Olympics actually started. Yeah, but the, the redeemed before, because like, they had a dream team and then they had their, I'm not the redeemed, not the dream team. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not their dream team. There was the NBA Olympic team that lost a few years ago, um, year, years, years ago in a lipping competition. And that's when they brought in the redeemed. Team. Yeah. The Puerto Rico. Exactly. So when the dream team, I mean, when the, the Olympic, the U, when team USA lost to Puerto Rico, everybody was saying, Hey, team USA has more talent. Well, team Puerto Rico was together for a lot more yep. years, had a system yep. together and understand the FIBA rules right now. When people say, oh, well, the Knicks have more talent. Right now, we're kind of... I'm not saying we're on the talent level of, of, of the Olympic team in the USA. I'm not saying that. But it's the same concept where the team who people who per, per says has more talent lose to a team who's been together more and it's ballot tested more. And that's what's been happening with this Knicks versus Miami team. That's all I'm really saying. All right. So, and here's the other thing too. The Knicks, we've been losing so many times. That you, so a lot of people don't realize what a stable franchise looks like and what it's like to build from the ground up because we've been restarting 
the growth process so many times that it's almost it's just like it's, it's like a trigger to you guys. This is like, oh, that's how you fix things. You just get rid of people. You get, but you, you sometimes you have to really look and figure out who you're gonna grow through with and who you're gonna yeah. get rid of, and you have to do that more more masterfully instead of just cutting off everybody once they have a bad game or a bad season or a bad series or like you have to look at things more strategically and so for you guys who are pissed and just want to throw out the whole team with the bath order and only keep Jalen Brunson to start start from scratch again that's not that's not the way <laughs> that's not the way you have to allow these guys to grow and get their lumps and become Puerto Rico okay all right, so let's get to it, man. The game itself. Jalen Brunson needs help. <laughs> when I'm looking at this whole game, I did. I just see Kevin Hart in my head. Help me. <laughs> help me. That's all I keep saying in my head. When. <laughs> Yo, Ryan G, Lee, you guys heard me say for two months before the playoffs start, what was I worried about? What did I keep saying for two months? When Jalen Brunson, they're going to trap Jalen Brunson. And when Jalen Brunson is forced to give up the ball, who is going to make a play? I've been saying that since February, March. Today, trap Jalen Brunson. They force Josh Hart to get the ball. He's scared to shoot the whole damn game. Yeah. Series. Series. To the point where he was open. The last moment of the game, Brunson was double teamed. He was scared to give him the ball. Do you know why he was scared to give him the ball? Because he gave him the ball in an earlier situation after Jalen Brunson worked his tail off to get two people on the ball and get him open. He pumped fate and then dribbled through the traffic and kicked it back out again. So you erased all the hard work I did as a guard to go through double teams just to not shoot the ball. Like, I don't know if you guys ever played guard before. That was like the most um, annoying thing <laughs> for a guard to work hard to get you open shot and not to shoot it. I, I, I'd rather have Grimes in there in those moments going one for 35. <laughs> and shoot the damn ball, then you go one for two. <laughs> because you have to keep the Dean's defense on. He's too these two the the players, the subsequent players were too scared to shoot. And they're too not even too in the guys who were scared who weren't scared to shoot, they were too scared to mess up. And you can see it in that fourth quarter where everybody got tight and everybody just was just looking for Brunson. We need help. We need help. I don't know. What, what, I don't know what you got. I'm ready. So I was very positive, optimistic with my first. That's why I wanted to ask when are we done? When is a constructive criticism uh, part of a show starting? And I'm assuming it's, it's now. It's so I'm going to say some things. Looking forward to pushback, feedback from the chat, from Twitter, from y'all too, especially. Um, hmm. For the last three years, Leon Rose has been building around Julius Randle as a centerpiece. He absorbed Julius Randle, taking over from Steve Mills, mm -hmm. retained Scott Perry, and made the decision after the first year to resign him to a very team-friendly deal uh, with a lot of bonuses and incentives for certain metrics 
Uh, I believe it's also a descending contract too. So, you know, yeah. hats off, kudos. He's, it's not a horrible contract like some of the others across the league, the Russell Westbrook, for example. The time has come for him to stop doing that and start building around the skill set of Jalen Brunson. The best thing for him to do in this summer, what I advocate for and what I think we should do is trade Julius Randle. The time has come. I brought up after game four that this summer a conversation needs to be had because this is a summer that extension talks are going to happen with both Emmanuel Quickly and Obi Toppin, who are both uh, up for their extension. And JL is like, let's wait till the season's over before we start having a conversation. Totally obliged to that. No problem. Mm-hmm. But now the season's over. And I have seen enough. This is where I disagree with Ryan. I, I agree and disagree. We should not trade the whole team. I think a lot of these guys have tons of potential, lots of upside, and gel very well with Brunson. Julius Randle is not the type of piece you want to build around Jalen Brunson with. You need someone who can go off ball, not someone who's only good on ball. Because Jalen Brunson is an on ball player and needs guys who can thrive playing off ball, who also can thrive as catch and shoot three point shooters, who also can put up 100% energy because Brunson doesn't always do that, can't always do that because of the offensive load that he takes on that side of the ball. He needs people who give 110% on defense. Julius Randle doesn't do that. I was very reluctant to say trade Randle after the Atlanta series, because Atlanta played him very well. Nate McMillan's a very good coach. They threw a lot of double and triple teams at him, slowed him down, took bad spots. And like I said, you had the, the dead carcass of Alfred Payton to pass the ball to, and the dead carcass of Reggie Bullock and New Orleans Noel to, to pass the ball to. It is what it is. We now have three series of Julius Randle. Yes, he was hobbled in the first one. We have enough evidence in front of us now to say that Julius Randle is not a piece to build around, especially to build around under Tom Thibodeau and next to Jalen Brunson. This summer, a top priority for, for Leon Rose should be moving off that contract, not in a lateral move, not for picks, not as a, as a low ball offer, don't sell low, but trade him for shooters and spacing to build around Brunson. That should be top priority number one, offer a contract extension at a very good value for Obi Toppin. Quickly, cost and price has just dropped because of his performance in the playoffs. So let's get him a team-friendly deal between 17 $20 million a year with the four-year contract, fourth-year team option. And let's build around Brunson, give him shooting, give him defense, give him spacing, and get off of Julius Randle. Because when time, when things crunch down and the, this, this, the atmosphere, the tension rise, he draws back and fades away. He's a Dallas guy. I love him. I'll root for him no matter what jersey he wears from here until he retires. I'll always sit up for him, but he is no longer the best asset for us to have on this team, and he's no longer a good person to have next to Jalen Brunson as a second option on this squad. I'll say this. <clears throat> so, Julius Randle has had a really good season, a really good bounce-back season. Uh, I feel like he did a lot of work mentally to get back to where he is uh, today, and um, he should be applauded for it. This series, I felt it really hard to try to figure out where to place him on my head because I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's ankle injury? What's not? What's what's like, what's where's his headspace at? Um, I think he was fairly healthy in this heat series. It's hard to kind of figure out whether he was or not. I think he was fairly healthy. So I'm trying I feel like I'm gonna operate on the assumption that maybe he was fairly healthy after like game three or something. But with with that being said, um, Brunson to me is obviously to me the guy on our team. When it comes to Randall, I'm open to moving him, but it's also depending on who. The, the, the problem always with Randall is he's such a force everywhere else 
Like it's hard to, I feel like it's almost really hard to move him and get fair value back because of what he is. Like, because like you want to move him for, you say you want to move him for like a shooter, right? For us, if we're moving Randall, like we have to move him for a shooter who's at the four. Right, that's because that's what you. That's what I'm thinking. Because if you really want to maximize Jalen Brunson, and you you feel like if you feel like Grimes is the future, you feel like RJ is gonna be here, then you want to have to move him for like a four, a, a four space, like a four four spacer. Right, that's what I'm thinking. Right, or four or five. That's what I'm thinking. Right. It doesn't even have to be a starter because Obi Toppin could be starting. It could be a, a, a multitude of pieces that add up to his contract. It could be even a package deal with Randall and somebody Fournier. So we're now you're getting $15 million back worth of contracts of guys who in space the floor from the one, the three and the five. One, the three and the five. Yeah. Cause we need shooting at the back of point guard position. Mm. We, we definitely do. Um, I, I think, I think that's what this is for me. I'm just like, what value? Are we I've seen Jeremiah Grant um, tossed around me, myself. I, I pitched Jeremiah Grant here. For sure. So I, I do like him. Um, that's a possibility, maybe. The price tag might be interesting to pay. Uh with, with the whole Dame thing happening. I can see them maybe trying to blow up, blow blow the team up again or something. So who knows what's gonna happen there? That's the only thing I can really think of right now off the top of my head that I could possibly entertain. Um I know people I see J people saying Jalen Brown. I don't know if Jalen Brown is leaving or not. I'm not counting on him leaving right now. The, Depending on what happens with this, with that team right there, but I, this is it's it's Jalen Brunson is priority. Jalen Brunson is priority to me. Um, it's clear to me that we need a lot of three and D around Jalen Brunson. Yes, we need a lot of three and D around Jalen Brunson. Um, and at the same time, we also need play. Because uh, one of the things, you know, what I think another thing that hurt us besides like the guys who didn't show up, like Brandel and um, to a lesser extent RJ Barrett, is we did, we didn't have a real playmaker. Uh, and once once the IQ left the building, it was very hard to watch the offense. Extremely hard to watch. And I love Grimes, and it's not even Grimes' fault. When Grimes with the Grimes minutes were we were up fourteen. Mm-hmm. When the grinds minutes happened, and not that the natural grinds fault was like we had RJ out there who's supposed to be the playmaker, but he's not a real real playmaker. RJ was it's funny RJ was RJ gets his buckets off of the gravity of Jalen Brunson. So when Jalen Brunson's not in the game and the, the attention is on RJ, it didn't really work the same. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys can see that with your eyes. That how many turnovers happened in that beginning of the second quarter. And then once Jalen Brunson got back in the game, the eyes are on Jalen Brunson, but all of a sudden, RJ is getting cleaner looks. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. another playmaker for sure, or just re-signing IQ, I don't know. But I don't know. This is going to be an interesting offseason for our guys. Uh, like I think in order, in order for us to take the next step forward, there's three metrics that we have to address in the offseason two of them were top three and we're worse than uh, we're top three worst in which is pace and isolation plays those three have to be rectified this summer by taking off one of the guys 
who is ball dominant between RJ, Randall, and Brunson. My vote is for Randall. Move that for guys that are more pace and space. And that, that feeds into my second one, which is team assists. We're second worst, I believe, in the NBA in team assists. That needs we for me to go from 23, 24 a game to more 27, 28 a game. And, and that could be a regular occurrence because that means that our, we're limiting the isolation plays and we're actually trying to feed guys and have more hockey assists for open threes on the perimeter. And the third is three-point percentage. Well, I think we were eighth worst in the NBA this season in three-point percentage. We have to get guys in here whose primary offensive weapon is shooting. The only guy on our roster right now whose primary offensive weapon is shooting is Evan Fournier. And he's a traffic cone on defense. We got to bring guys in who can play defense. Guys, Kayla Martin, Matt Struess, Dave Benson are great examples of guys who can play defense, who don't turn the ball over, and who can hit threes in a variety of ways. Catch and shoot, off the dribble, sidestep, step back, you know, hand to face, double teamed, um, off the off a dribble, handoff, all those things. We need to find those type of guys to help build the roster. And I'm not advocating for a complete clean sweep. I really think Randall can bring us two or three shooters, and we can add two to three shooters to a rotation for Tibbs to pick and choose what that nine to ten-man rotation looks like, and two of them are included. That, to me, is a plus, and we reach another level. Ryan G? Yeah, um, definitely a lot to unpack. Um, I do agree with a lot of what Lee is saying. Like, one of the main issues with the Knicks is definitely shooting. Knicks definitely have to find shooting in the offseason to increase the spacing on the floor so that Brunson can have more space to operate. That is number one. So I think for me, shooting is definitely the top thing the Knicks have to address. Because in today's NBA, your team is not going is not going to get that far unless you have at least like a good two, three players on your team that can actually shoot the rock and shoot it efficiently from three-point range. Now, the whole trading Randall situation, I'm not going to say that I'm opposed to it, but it has to be the right deal. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to just trade Randall just to trade him. It has to be proper value for Randall for me to be on board with it because at the end of the day, his playoff performances have been subpar. Does he deserve, criticize, does, does he deserve criticism for the way he has performed in the playoffs? Yes. But at the end of the day, he is still a guy that can get you 26 and 10 in the regular season with five assists. And he was and and he's still all NBA 13. So you have to keep so you have to keep that in consideration as well. So if you're going to trade a guy like that, you have to get proper value back. And I and this is the problem I have with some Knicks fans because they act like as if, okay. Let's take Julius Randle for a bag of chips and just get him off the team. But it's like, no. Yeah. Why are you going to do that with a player that actually gives you 26, 10, and 5 every single night, even though it's in the regular season? You can't, you, you don't you just don't get rid of a player like that. And yes, I understand in the playoffs he has been bad, but I think people have to think about this as well. This is only his second playoff appearance. It's not like it's not like this guy's been in the playoffs every single year and like he's been in the playoffs like five years or so and, he, and every single time he's in the playoffs, he's been bad. There, they ha- there has been proof of players where their first couple of seasons they were bad in the playoffs and then eventually, you know, they're able to find something to where, you know, they get used to the pressure and they perform better. There's many examples of that throughout NBA history. So you have to keep that in mind as well. So I do agree that Julius Randle can bring back pieces 
that can possibly help the spacing and help the three-point shooting and the and playmaking on the Knicks roster, which would definitely make the Knicks a better team. But at the same time, like, I think people have to realize the value that Randall has. Mm-hmm. And you can't just be like, okay, I'm going to trade this guy for a bag of chips and some gum and think the, and think the team is going to be good. Like, no. You have to get proper value back for this guy. But yes, the, the areas of we need to address is three-point shooting. Um, this is to increase the spacing. And I do agree with the lead. Knicks do have to pick up the pace. So they need players that's gonna actually, you know, be productive on the fast break and speed up the game for the Knicks. I do agree with Lee on that as well. And of course, the playmaking, I agree with that as well, because the Knicks are one of the worst teams when it comes to assist. And the Knicks do need to incorporate more ball movement into the roster. I think the only, I think the only, like, the only thing I, I kind of like iffy on is the whole trade Randall thing because it has to be proper value. It, you can't just trade the man just to trade him. I'm glad Ryan G said it. <laughs> I'm glad Ryan G said it because I was kind of thinking a similar thing. Like I said before, Brunson is the only one that's been to the second round. And that includes Randall. And that, that's why I even started this whole conversation with, I'm trying to figure out where to put him, considering like Randall twisted his ankle right before playoffs, getting out of getting him out of rhythm, work his way back into a rhythm, twist his ankle again, and then works his way back again. So I, I have a hard time trying to figure out like what's real, what's not in the Randall performance. You know what I'm saying? So like I so there's certain things I could, there's certain things I look at like, all right, he didn't shoot well. That could be really bad. But then there's certain things like, um, the Kevin Love, like Kevin Love back went back door, and he didn't hustle back, like, Bruh. you know, like it's like not that same old Randall stuff. So you, you, I'm trying to like collect all this data and figure out, okay, where am I? Even today, did not have a good shooting game today, Julius Randall, um. I feel like he was more focused on trying to do things quicker. I feel like he was a beast on the boards. I feel like even though he didn't shoot well, it didn't get him down like I usually see him get down. But really at the end of the day, when we needed a bucket or we needed to play, like he turned the ball over, he didn't shoot well, like he didn't rise to the occasion. So like, it's like at the end of the day, I'm still looking around like we need another who is not afraid of the moment here. Um, and I think R- it's possibly RJ could be that too. But, you know, uh, RJ had a great, had like a one for 10 game, got to the free throw line a lot, um, then got fouled. Once he got into foul trouble, I feel like he had a, he had issues getting back into the flow of things. So maybe that could be RJ because he was, he was that for a lot of the series. But we definitely need like, guy who can shoot playmate defend and has a killer instinct for sure the reason that I, that randall is my choice of who we should move on and on from has less to do with this horrid shooting which i believe he's tied with like the worst all-time playoff field goal percentage uh in the history of the nba which is a hell of a metric on its own the reason i want to trade him is what separates him from the rjs and the grimes and the hearts and the mitch um, not even to include Brunson in the Hartensteins is the effort. There's not a single thing that he brought to either the first round or second round that was positive. Not encouragement, not leadership, 
not diving for loose balls, not doing the hustle plays, not playmaking, not rebounding. There was nothing he did that stood out in a positive way. Everything he did out stood out in either a meh way or a negative way. I can live with bad shooting performances. I can live with him being shut down by all NBA, second team, all defense, and Bam Adebayo. I can live with that. But not doing everything it takes to win a game. For, and I saw that from Josh Hart. I saw it from Quentin Grimes. I saw it from Jalen Brunson. Never saw it from Julius Randle. And that is why I advocate for him being the piece that's moved. Don't sell low. I, I, I give that equal value. I think that's like I, I think we got to be careful about like the never and the because that because there was a game. Listen, man, he had. I'm not saying that Randall, you know, was the best thing smoking, but there were times where he like the game before, right? The game before this game, we blew the lead open because Randall was able to get into the paint and pass the ball and get everybody open threes. He did that in. This series, he did it in the Cavs series. He's had moments where he's been bad. So, I, like this, he's never done anything good for the entire series from the Cavs to the Heat. That, that, that's just not true. Has he, has he had moments? He, he's, he is what he is in the regular season. He has a game where he frustrates the hell out of you, and you're like, bro, what are you doing? Get Obi Toppin in the game. And then he has games where he's looking amazing, and he's downing people up, and you're like, wow, how did he even make that bad? So I like I I, I want to get away from the extremes. Like that's what's happening. So I understand I understand some people who want to move on from him, but I don't want to like like I don't want to get into like he's just been off the entire like he's been off on a lot of the playoffs for sure. But to say he's never done anything good in the playoffs is okay. Okay, JJ always made a point. We actually before the show we talked about extremities and and overwhelming binaries. I agree. He hasn't been a hundred percent bad. He's been a solid 90% ass. That I, And I stand by that. I think he's done way more negatives than he has positives. He wasn't awful all playoffs. He had moments where his rebounding was solid. He had moments away. where his pits were crucial. Right. He had moments where his playmaking was nice against Cleveland. But overwhelmingly, more so than not, he was ass. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> and for that reason, and, and because his contract is so tradable, it's a great contract for what his statistical averages are. And he is someone, if he was a fourth option, I think he would thrive. But as a second option, I think he's a bad match with another dominant on-ball player by Jalen Brunson. Not trying to shit on the guy. I just think that this is the best time to sell high on him. I think his value is still very high. His contract is very affordable and team-friendly. I think we could get some solid pieces back, some good starter shooters and defenders back but if we trade him to a contender. Yeah. I'm I'm still on my Ryan G on and I'm just like if the right trade comes along, yes, but I'm not shipping and I'm not like seeking. I'm not seeking like get him out of here for any shooter. Like that's not what I'm thinking either. Because I, I do understand I do understand I do understand the value of having a guy who can who can uh cause double teams at anybody's win. I agree. Uh so and that's hard to to do duplicate. And he usually like like today, like ninety five percent of the people when he isos on, he has an advantage. He ran into Bam Adebayo, who does not have an advantage. Yep. <laughs> so like, so when he does not have an advantage, how do you adapt? And that that was the problem with Julius Randle today because he did not have the, the the advantage of going iso on Adebayo. When you don't have the advantage, you have to be more deliberate. You have to shoot faster. You have to Correct. make quicker. And he wasn't able to do that. 
Um, we have a caller up. I'm sorry. I know we had an earlier caller, but we just got it. We just started getting good. Um, first caller up, man. Let us, let us know what you want to talk about, man. Uh, how's it going, guys? Uh, it's John Baines from Texas. My man! What's going uh, on, First, John? I just want to say, my man, what's going on, guys? Uh, I just want to say, you know, I love this team. Uh, this season was a joy to watch, and all the hard work y'all did uh, during, you know, the course of this year was great. I really appreciate it. You know, it's a, it's a safe space. So, you know, me in the chat, I think we all can say that, you know, we appreciate y'all. Um, I want to talk about the game today just quickly. I just have a few points. Um, the double teams, I think they were working good in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I really feel like it was our detriment, um, especially with this uh, swing-heavy team, you know, a team that's really good at keeping that ball moving and getting a good shot in the last couple seconds of a shot clock when we were just doing these doubles, it was really creating like some good shots for these guys who could knock them down. And I think that was kind of an issue for us going, especially in that second half. Um, and then like you say, and like the title says, Brunson needs help. I mean, four for 24 uh, was RJ and a Randall combined. I mean, you know, that's just not going to get it done. Um, I'm trying not to disagree with Lee on the Randall situation. Um, but I, I, and you know, I'm not a Randall hater. I got a Randall Jersey, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I get it. It's, it's kind of a tired argument here, but you know, his body language has got to be the worst in the league. I mean, and the way that kind of just shows and, and kind of, you know, with having such a young team that we have. I think that matters. I think this body language matters. I think the effort matters, especially when you're supposed to be the leader. So, you know, just seeing those things, it's hard for me to argue that this isn't a really good year to trade Randall coming off of a third-team All-NBA. You know, if he has a hangover season like he did last year, I I don't know what we get for him going on into the future, you know? So I think even if we drop, you know, in regular season wins just to kind of get some more guys that can really, you know, work exactly what y'all said, spacing the floor and and forming around Brunson. You know, if we take some time to kind of make it work, I, I still think it's worth it because I think in the playoffs, I think that's when you'll see that benefit. Not in the regular season, maybe not so much, but I think in the playoffs, we'll really see it. Um, and I mean, when you think about it, the, the other people on the third NBA, uh, the all NBA team were LeBron, Lillard, Sabonis, Fox, and then Randall. I mean, that third team all NBA kind of feels like a mirage when I look at these other like players on that team. Uh, so I just get a little worried about what we're going to do with Randall. And I just feel like this year makes sense, especially stopping Obi from rotting on the bench and really kind of making something out of that. Um, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, John. I, man. I hear you, man. Good call, man. Good. Appreciate Good you, brother. Let's, yeah, man. I appreciate y'all. We all appreciate y'all. Thank you. <laughs> Me and Chad, everybody. Yo, uh, keep it going. We'll be back next year. You know, I think we have a good year coming. 
Absolutely, man. Appreciate Hell yeah, man. for sure. No doubt. Yes, Ooh. sir. Ooh, yeah, I can already tell this is gonna be an interesting summer with that type of that talk and the way the season and it's gonna be a long summer. <laughs> long trade summer, man. Well, let me get to these super chats first. Shout out to Jason M who says the pilot switch chat says what a season, best season since the 90s. Thanks for embracing me, allowing me to share my thoughts. I look forward to some great off-season combos. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you, Jason. I love Jason M, even though he disagrees with me. <laughs> yeah, I love him. I, he's a smart dude, man. Yeah, he is very smart. I like him, too, yeah. man. He's very smart, man. Jason M is a good follower on Twitter, too. Yo. Yes, he is. If you yeah. guys didn't know. He's actually uh, probably a good follower for the off-season, too, because he... he um, yeah. yeah, he knows he knows a lot about like you know the upcoming draft, you know, plays in the draft and things like that. So like he's very knowledgeable about that. Yeah, yes, he is. Plays in the draft and free agents look out for and stuff. So Jason M, low key, low key. Only say locally because he's not he's not like a content creator. Doesn't have, but like he knows his stuff. So he's a good follow. Uh, shout out to Alexander Four Twenty who says Clyde Stalin and Wallen in the highlighter pink. That's normal. <laughs> that's that's Tuesday stuff. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, shout out, shout out, yeah, shout out. Y'all, what's RJ Barrett, man? I'm still proud of RJ, man. I'm still proud of Me too. Me too. Me too. I think think if it wasn't for the foul trouble, I think think the foul trouble really took him out of rhythm. Yeah. Because he started out the game uh, going to the free throw line eight times. He hit all eight of the joints. And the foul calling is just, it's so wonky, man. It's its really hard to figure out what's a foul and what isn't. Jalen Brunson, I think, I feel like Jalen Brunson was getting superstar calls. <laughs> and it was like, well, I'm glad he's getting it since nobody else is getting any love. <laughs> but at the same time, he also got two dumb calls and, Two dumb foul calls that gave him three fouls in the early quarters that took us out of the room too. So it's just like, bruh. man. But yeah, man, I'm I'm not as harsh on RJ Barrett um, as I am Julius Randle. Barrett's been the lead for four years, 22 years old. Randle has been the lead for nine years, 28 years old. Um, I think you know there's there's a lot more upside with RJ Barrett. And even though his shooting kind of went to hell this game, I still liked it. I liked his mentality, liked his body language, liked how hard he was trying. He was still trying to hit his rotations mm-hmm. on defense. You know, he's trying to keep his man in front of him. Played played solid defense on Jimmy, I thought, uh, on those switches when when he was guarding him one-on-one. Uh, you know, I, I can't save a saying about Randall. I, I John said, man, the body language, you know, the, the approach, the effect he has on his teammates, not to mention the statistics. The failure, as you said, all season, not to come through in crunch time. We need somebody that Jalen Brunson can depend on yeah. next season and uh, henceforth that can be with him for four or five years as a partner in crime. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. RJ really stepped up. I don't feel anything bad to that, Ryan G. Yeah, um, I'm I'm very proud of RJ. You know, I've definitely been tough on RJ this season, especially at certain points this season where it seemed like he was regressing as opposed to progressing. But he has shown in the playoffs that he has the right mentality for a player playing in the playoffs. He's one of those players where when the playoffs are when the playoffs are there, he steps it up a notch, which is what he's supposed to do in the playoffs. And he definitely stepped it up a notch. 
This game, unfortunate, you know, he played bad, one of 10 from the field. But the one thing I did like about R.J. Barrett was despite the fact that he shot one of 10 from the field, he got to the free throw line 10 times. And part of the reason why the Knicks were able to get out to that early lead was because R.J. Barrett was putting pressure on the Miami defense and, get, and creating fouls and getting to the line. Yeah. So I definitely see a bright future for R.J. Barrett on the Knicks and – the only thing I'm hoping for, J. Barrett, is that he just finds consistency because I believe that if he can bring what he did in this year's playoffs into the regular season, actually play consistently in the regular season like that, I do see an all-star um, for R.J. Barrett in the future. If he can definitely put it all together and play consistently in the regular season and going into the playoffs as well. Yeah. And um, and I had one more thing to say. Um. I think it was a, I think it's regarding a comment made by Gamer Channel regarding Quickly, saying that if Quickly was playing, you know, and you know he probably would have helped the Knicks to actually like you know maybe win Game Six and probably get back to the Garden win Game Seven and go into the finals and yeah the Knicks were definitely missing Quickly, and I think what people and this is why. I understand people's harsh criticisms about the players and them not performing up to their level in the playoffs. But again, like quickly, again, he's a player that he didn't perform to his level in the playoffs. He had a great regular season. Then in the playoffs, he struggled. Again, I just want to reiterate this point. A lot of these players, it's their first, first time, mm-hmm. first or second time in the playoffs. So you can't just write them off just because they perform badly in this year's playoffs. And a lot of these players are still young and they're growing. Julius Randle is probably the outlier because even though it's Julius Randle's second time in the playoffs, he has been in the league for a while and you're expecting that with him having the experience and him being a veteran, you know, he should be able to rise up to the challenge and actually perform better in the playoffs. So it's, it, it lesser goes for Julius Randle, but at the same time, a lot of these players first and second time in the playoffs. And not every player is Michael Jordan. Not every player, as soon as they enter the playoffs that first year, they're him. A lot of these players, it takes time. And I think people just have to keep that in mind when you think about these players. Like, these are not players with great playoff experience. These are players that is their first and second time. You have to, you have to, give, them a t- you have to give them a chance to grow. You have to give them a chance to improve. And, if you, and, I, and I believe that if you give these guys time, they're going to produce in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. And back to the RJ Barrett. So I remember early, remember last year, Ryan G, we talked about because we squint really hard. Like he kind of, he shows me glimpses of Jimmy Butler. Remember when we saw in a whole conversation? Like he was using some Jimmy moves even in this series. Uh, RJ's been kind of living in that, going to the whole area in that mid range. Oh, he, he was shooting well. I saw, I was looking at one point, he was at 91st percentile. In that mid-range area, he was really stepped up. And the playmaking, I got a lot comfortable with him. I got a lot comfortable with him shooting floaters and stuff. It was unreal how comfortable I was with RJ having the ball in his hands. So this is one of those losses and one of those seasons where it sucks. But sometimes the season like this where it sucks and it hurts and you're not going to be able to sleep and you think about the plays in your sleep that you messed up or where you could have rotated here a shot here with more confidence. Like this is, this is that 
I'm this is where the, the champions are made. Like when you're sick to your stomach, when you lost and you gotta go home and you gotta work on your game. The uh, Ryan makes it a point about guys on the team that have only been this is a second time in the playoffs. I think like this is Mitch's first, Grimes' is first, Hart's first, mm-hmm. and quickly OB and RJ second time. I think RJ performed above standard for his second time in the playoffs. He played way better than he did in that series against Atlanta. I do think that Emmanuel quickly, I think it's fair to say that he choked in the playoffs. And I wouldn't say that Obi Toppin choked, but I don't think, I think Obi Toppin had an opportunity because of how Randall was playing to maximize his potential and opportunity and show that he can be the starting power forward moving forward. And I don't think he solidified that spot because when you looked at the Miami Heat, Matt Struess, Dave Vincent, Caleb Martin, there's certain time in the playoffs for all three of them. I think uh, Struess has been like in the playoffs one other time and played 0.2 minutes. It was like, like almost nil. So that was really all three of those guys sitting time in the playoffs as well. And I, yeah, they're not Michael Jordan, but all three of them came to ball. They played consistent defense. They shot well from three. They played solid, you know, as a facilitator and keeping the ball moving, the ball didn't stuck with them. So I think the Miami system and the head coaching and just their culture helped them to maintain a pace in the playoffs where there wasn't a drop-off and they weren't scared to shoot. I can't say the same with New York. And the reason is not because of a lack of culture or if Tom Thibodeau is an ass coach and we should fire him, but I do think there was an over-reliance on Randall Brunson and RJ offensively that didn't allow our secondary tertiary role players to really get into a groove offensively and know and trust this is when my time's going to come. I'm going to get these main touches. I'll be counted upon in these moments. Instead, it was, let's dump the ball to Julius Randle, no matter how he's shooting, and watch him dribble the air out of the ball. It, the quickly thing is interesting to me because he was used two different ways. So, like, in the season, he was the primary ball handler. We get to the Cavs series, right? So we're like, all right, cool. He was he was really good as the primary backup ball handler behind Brunson, who gives Brunson the rest. We're going to do that do that same thing here when we in the Cavs series. Cavs play him. They're trapping him with long wings hard and take him out of his game for like two or three games straight to the point where Tibbs is looking at him going, all right, you know what? You are no longer the, the point guard. You're like, he used him as like a, a decoy point guard for that whole Cavs series where he just brought the ball up and handed it off to RJ. And then he started to work off ball. So it's funny because his whole role changed. And then once we got to Miami, the game he played, he never really played really the the lead guard role anymore. So it was like uh, I, it's weird. I feel and I feel like this that was this was a series more where he can play more of that lead guard role because I don't think they had as long as long players off that bench to guard him the way they did in the Cavs series. Like, I feel like he might have been able to get more away with it in this series, but then he got injured. So it's it's it's, it's interesting because it's interesting. I, I do feel like the pre- the pressure got up too quickly a little bit. Definitely. Um, but I also feel like the game he got injured. I feel like he was trying to find his way. And True. he was just letting him go. True. Like, like I was the most aggressive I've seen him. And even though he was missing, I was like, I'll take the misses at this point because I just want you to get into a flow. And then he got hurt. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, I know IQ is pissed right now that he didn't even get a chance to redeem him. That's like that's I know he's really pissed because to play bad to then all right, let me see if I can get it going in this next series and to get hurt has to be a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do want to throw in something about quickly as well because you know Lee is right. Quick did quick did choke in the playoffs, but the one thing he did, the one thing he didn't do, he didn't choke on defense. Yep, facts. At, at least he played his ass off on defense to make up for him not being a threat on the offensive side of the ball. Grimes and, too. Yeah, Grimes too as well. I and agree. I what's gonna What's going to really be telling is what JL has just mentioned about. You know, these players having this experience and being pissed off, you know, that they weren't able to get through, especially quick, especially a guy like quickly where he was injured for the last part of this series and he didn't even get a chance to play to even try to make an impact on the game to help the team to even get past the Miami Heat. And I think next season is going to be really telling because now the Knicks have a foundation to where they're going to be a perennial playoff team. I expect this team mm-hmm. next season to come out with some fire in the playoffs based on the way they performed this postseason with the experience that they got. Yeah, they're gonna be like I'm, 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 I'm expecting these players to step up to the plate now because they're going to have it in their mind that, you know what, that last postseason, you know, it was pretty new for me. It was a new experience. I didn't perform well. So I expect these dudes to get in the gym and work hard. And when they win the third season, when, they, when this next season comes, going into the playoffs next season, I expect a way better team. Because Absolutely. I feel like the, I, because I feel like that's good. I feel like this experience that they experienced in these playoffs is going to make them even more hungry to perform yeah. next year in the playoffs. So, you know, I think you know you got to keep that in perspective as well. Even good tips, even tips, man. Like you know, it's funny. I've been begging for Grimes off ball movement threes out of timeout plays all season, and he does it for like the last shot of the game. <laughs> I've been begging. If you guys been watching the show, I've been begging for Grimes to run off like three screens and just be open. And I'm just like, holy cow! Like he missed it. He airballed it. It wasn't pretty. But this is one of those things where, like, I'm, I am. Like I, I want I want to keep a lot of continuity here because I feel like Tibbs he's growing some he's growing with the team as well. And I think it might give him a new opportunity to like throw in more wrinkles in the offense next mm-hmm. season if we have some more continuity happening. That's like the only like I understand it's just struggles, but it's like I want Man, I'm I'm conflicted. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm conflicted. Yeah, and I I think we can do that by retaining eight out of a nine man rotation and just moving Randall and allowing more touches for Grimes, more wrinkles for Obi, more touches for Quickly, mm-hmm. and really and really having them be significant contributors on the offensive side around Brunson mm-hmm. uh, instead of them getting you know are, if I don't play more than twelve man tonight. Am I don't play more than eight minutes? Am I get more than three or four touches? Is Tibbs don't pull me if I miss two threes in a row? I, I, let's move away from that and get more toward continuity and ball movement and less and more away from the isolation that Julius Randle does. Yeah. I, do we have some calls still left? I know we was going yeah. on. Yeah, we're going in. <laughs> I don't know if we have a call. If we have a if if there is a caller, let's let me know what your name is and where you're from and what you want to talk about. 
Hey, yo, what's good, J.O.? This is Picks with Timmy, man. Yo, what's going yo. on, Picks? Hey, man, look, it's, it's all good, man. It's, it's, it's not a reason to be sad in Knicks Nation, man. We still outside. We outside in Cancun, Cabo, <laughs> Paris. We got the banana boat out there, Julius Randle, Brunson, and RJ out there. Man, we good, bro. But look, man, like, y'all pretty much covered most of the X's and O's. Um, I'm not even really going to get into adjustments right now because when it comes down to it, we're green, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. from pretty much everybody that's out there right now is doing this for the very first time. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about making a trade or, you know, doing things to adjust the current team that we have. I want y'all to really take a look at, like, the Phoenix Suns. I want y'all to take a look at the Dallas Mavericks. You know, throwing bodies at a situation is not always going to turn it into a championship team. It doesn't work like that. We're talking about pieces coming together and developing chemistry, and chemistry is going to take time. So, you know, with that said, there is one one part of the equation that we got right right now, and that's Jalen Brunson. I don't care if you draw a circle around this man for the offense, you can put a triangle around him, an X, whatever you want to do. Jalen Brunson is the piece that is going to help us right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's for sure. And how we decide to build, build around that, you know, you can add whatever piece you want to. You have a sample size of this season, seeing how he worked to Julius Randle. If you want to keep that, cool. If, honestly, I feel like in the minutes that I saw, pace-wise, the Knicks have an opportunity to change pace more with Obi Toppin on the floor because he doesn't require the ball. He provides more spacing. And if we had even another player who's built in that mode who can rebound like Julius Randle, you know, that would be something that could help us. But the crazy thing about it is, yo, with this particular season, man, we're not built inside of like a inside of like iniquity. Like we're not coming out with bad contracts, no movement. Mm-hmm. We got yeah. assets. You know what I'm saying? We're going into next season with uh kids that can possibly come back and just be the answer. RJ can come back next year and shoot forty percent from three point and that just be it. And we're good. <laughs> you know, so Look, man, I just think, like, really, we're outside. I'm proud of this team for what we did this year, man. Shout out Ryan G. Shout out Lee Escobedo. Shout out Jay Ellis, man. Let's get into the chat a little bit. What up? What up, JT? You're? You're? What up, <laughs> My guy, Alexander420. We good, bro. Throw him up. Stand there. My, my haters, man. Craig, where you at? Yo, tell him. You know, call call him out. Great call. We need that, Timmy. Yeah, we need that, man. Yeah, I feel like it's like family calling. Yep. <laughs> Next call up is Ronnie. Is that my Ronnie? Is, my, is that my boy Ronnie? Is that my, my college friend Ronnie? Ronnie, is that you? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, what's good, Ronnie? Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. What's up, Jay? <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, first time caller, but like a thousand years I've been listening to this, man. Um, yo, congratulations, Ryan, Lee, Jay. Like, I've been listening since the podcast days. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> listen, last last game of the year, so I had to call. And um, yeah, yo, I, I enjoyed the season. Like, this is the first next season. Like, I enjoyed like, i mean uh two years ago was good but 
you know, like we didn't, ex- we almost didn't expect anything, you know, against Atlanta. But this year, like we got, I got more than I bought. Like I didn't know we were going to make it to the second round. So I got more than I bargained for, especially with Jalen. Like, yeah, I knew he was going to be good. Like I, rem- I remember watching Dallas, you know, last year. I was like, yo, this, this kid is not starting. Like, you know, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, he's way better than most people thought he was. And he's our point guard. Like I, I think the first time I met Jay, like a thousand years ago, like all we did was almost every summer. Yeah, yo, I think CP3 is, 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 is <laughs> every summer. I'm, I'm telling you, the past 20 years, every summer, same thing. It makes we sense. Never had a point guard, and it, yo, it's weird watching the TV right now and seeing a point guard with the Knicks shirt on. Yeah, just killing it. Like he's he's a top 10 player for real. He's a top 10 player, and he's on the Knicks. Like that's you know, and I'm not even mad about today. I just like, I saw Grime miss the shot. I didn't even scream. I didn't even do nothing. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And you guys, yeah, you guys were right. Like, they're not, they're lacking the experience. And, and frankly, I, I think, I think we would have won this, this round if quickly was the quickly we had during the season. Like, I think what quickly did off mm. the bench was really, really terrible for a lot of teams. Yeah. Like a lot of teams couldn't handle him coming off the bench. And, you know, he just wasn't there. Like he, you know, when he played, he didn't perform and, you know, and he got injured. So it is what it is. Um, it was a great season. Um, in terms of Randall, I, you know, I think I told you that, Jay, like I, I do think we need to trade Randall. And it's not because he's, he's terrible. It's because of what he's good at. Like Somebody in around the NBA needs what he does, and he's a good power forward. Like when he when he actually shows up, he's a good power forward. And like Jay said, a lot of people have bad matchups against him. Like he's a great power forward, and and that's why he's a great trade piece. You don't want to trade the whole team because the the team has great chemistry right now because we have something we're building around um, Jalen. But if you're gonna trade somebody to get more back. It has to be, you know, the All NBA thirteen guy. Yeah. So, because he has value. So, you know, that, uh, that is if we have a good trade in line. So, yeah. so that's all I have to say about it. Um, oh, and one last thing, and it's my pet peeve. One last thing, uh, Mitch. Yo, I I need Mitch to get a hand. Like I need him <laughs> to have hands. Yeah, just hands. I just need hands. He turned into No Noel overnight. Like, I don't know what. Yep. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know yep. what happened or how it happened. Man, but but on the real, like he needs to learn basic big man discipline. Like, don't bring the ball above, like lower than your head. Like when you grab the rebound, because he grabbed so many rebounds that could have been put back. But he has that tendency, like when he grabs the rebound, he just brings, brings the ball down, down and gets lost. Gets wiped, and and gets, gets, you know, mm-hmm. he he needs to learn these disciplines, like these big man disciplines, like like of Jokic, like Jokic can't even jump, but he gets so many putbacks because he has great discipline. He keeps the ball above his head. You swipe at him, that's a foul, you know. Like he needs to learn these things, and he'll be a a, a real threat on the other side because we know he's defense. Like he's one of the best 
defensive centers in the game right now. Yeah. But if yeah. you use some kind of threat on the other side, that's great. So yeah, good but point. But that's it, man. Um, but that's all I got to say. So um, peace out, your Jay. I'm gonna see you soon. All right. And um, thanks. All right, man. Shout out to my boy. That's on call. Yeah, shout out to my guy Rodney. Now you can see why KLT's even started because he he told you he was like every summer Jay would be like, oh, "Are we gonna get CP3? Oh, are we gonna get this point guard? Are we gonna?" <laughs> <laughs> It didn't change. It was happening before I, oh, there was a, there was a KOT. I was doing that. <laughs> My final note on Trey and Julius Randall is one of the reasons I feel so positive about it. We had a great fun office, man. Leon Rose isn't a fleeced. Leon Rose ain't going to sell him for pennies on a dollar. He ain't going to sell him for a Duncan Robinson and nine set around picks. He's going to get great value for him. If he feels that there's a deal out there, he's going to have the upper hand. And he's going to get a solid return. So this isn't the Steve Mills era or the Phil Jackson era. We trade Tyson Chandler for Samuel D'Alembert. Like This ain't that time. This is someone who knows how to work the phones and make a deal work for him. So if we do trade Julius Randle, you best believe we're going to get a solid return for him. Big if. Full circle, Lee goes from trade Randle to he's the most clutch player on the Knicks, untouchable to trade Randle. <laughs> I never said he was untouchable. In fact, everyone on this roster can be traded except for J- Jalen Brunson for the right deal, including Grimes, including Mitch, including RJ in the right deal. I think every, everyone, and I think Leon feels that way too. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll put some sauce on that. I'll put some sauce on it. Never said anything. <laughs> I'm still a Randall fan. He's not a bum. And if we, if we open the season that season with him on a roster, I'm going to root for him, man. I mean, mm. that, that's my guy. I got a lot of love for him on the, the human being side of, of the ball. So, you know, I just think that for Jalen Brunson to excel, we need someone different than, than Julius Randle. That's just yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Salmon says Ingram. I love Ingram. That man is yeah. always Ingram. Yeah, me though. too. Big Ingram fan. We've like, been talking about that all season. Yeah, I love Ingram. Yeah. It's like if he ever – he's one of those guys where I think he would be better than he is now if he was able to actually play a season. So I think he just – he gets to a – he gets into a rhythm, gets hurt, gets to a rhythm, gets hurt. gets And you can't never really be – Reach your potential if half the season you're always rehabbing and not working on your game. So, like, he's one of those guys where I feel like if he didn't wasn't injured so much, he, he would be better than he is right now. Um, he might the Pelicans might not have, might might have gotten out of that round if he. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just me personally. Um, yeah. Yo, Fritz. Yeah, Fritz. You want to be a quality? Yeah, go ahead, Fritz. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Fritz. Hey, hey, it's it's been a whole a whole long year. You know, we've been been at it. Um, child to Lee, you're no longer a rookie. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <My> <laughs> looking, looking forward to your sophomore year. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just been great uh, working with you guys this year. Um, I, I think I think I think the year has been great. Well, we we got a guy in who we thought was the the shorter Jordan Clarkson, and we got a whole point guard now. Mm. And then um, we, we got a front office that's really geared on talent. And I, I, I think right now, I think the Knicks can actually take risks at, at this point. So um, I, I think I think when Leon came in, he talked about stars. I, I think he's going to gear in on that. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that star is in the NBA now. 
So don't be surprised if there's some rookie they're looking at. I think they're going to no stone, no stone unturned uh, at this point. Uh, I don't think the Knicks are going to. I don't think the Knicks are going to be, um, you know, take a baby step next up. I, I think the Knicks see, you know, they see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I, I think they're going to see how, how fast they're going to get there. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't, man, I can't see them going after a rookie right now. I can't see Me neither. That's like yeah. our team is too, like, they don't haven't even drafted people the last couple of years. Now, there's <laughs> Like the only way they go after some rookie is if it's some like you know generational talent happens to fall in our laps. Like, and a lot has to go right for that to happen. Brunch is too good to slow it down. They don't try to add someone yeah. to compliment him now. Yeah, you gotta you gotta capitalize on the talent. Agreed. Now, so. You got to. Yeah, and I believe at the moment the Knicks have a solid foundation. So Knicks already laid the groundwork. So now it's time to build on that groundwork and see how far. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You can get this building to grow. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And yo, shout out to John Bain who sends a nine 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 super chat says for the for the fire takes go Knicks bright future. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, I saw Gaming Channel ask if there's gonna be like a like a like a season ending show, like a review show. Yeah, we definitely gotta do that. Yes, there will be. Yes, and I would like to grade each and every player. <laughs> uh, the favorite part. The great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're definitely going to have one of those. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. All right. Cool. Um, shoot. Do you have anything else to say? Josh Hart, shoot more. Artie Barrett, great. Randall, I wish you had more. To, wish we had IQ to play. Um, and Grimes, one for six. I expect... I, I expect Grimes to be a beast next year. I expect Grimes to be a beast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yo, we held Jimmy Butler to thirty-one percent shooting and loss. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> held the Heat to under hundred points. It's really like, and even yo, even with IQ struggling, just having IQ in the game. And allowing Brunson to sit for like five or ten minutes without totally collapsing, like it could have made a difference. Like it really could have made a difference. I think it really could have made a difference. That's the only silver lining of Emmanuel quickly being out and underperforming is that the price dropped. So that extension he's been getting this summer is going to be a lot more affordable than it was before the playoffs started. I'm not so sure. Depending on how desperate the team is, who actually has cast space, like. Like you still have to look at um the the desperate data. Like you still have to look at like Houston Rockets and those teams with cash space who can just throw money, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how, how it shakes out in the summer, but um I'm not completely sure we're out the woods with that yet, personally. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's why you extend them now. Don't allow it to go to free agency. Yeah, extend yeah. them now. Yeah. Yeah. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Do <laughs> <laughs> Josh Hart, get shots up in the summer, please. Please. Yes. Not, please. Yes. Nothing, please. nothing but catch and shoot for you, my guy. Yep. That's it. All right. Like honestly, like literally, that's the only issue with Josh Hart. The <laughs> only issue. 
the fact that he won't shoot the ball. That's the only issue. When it got to the point where he had the ball and nobody even closed out on him. I, was just I know. Like, I was actually telling my dad I want benched, man. He was pissing me off, bro. Uh, he, he had a horrible game. Man, 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 man. He was he was Superman versus the Cavaliers. And you yeah. took the heat and it was like, whoop, we know what to do with him. Nothing. You can stay right here. You know, stay right here. All right, man. Ooh, any last any last words you want you want to say before we close it out? My last words is let's go Knicks. That's my last word. Let's go. All right. My last words are I'm a munch. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's go. Oh, <laughs> I'm a oh. Spice. <laughs> oh my god. I will say this though. If Ice Spice appears in half of the Knicks home games next season, Emmanuel quickly will win six man of the year yes, awards. Will. Will. Mail it. Will win six man of the year award. <laughs> no. You see you see those little you see those like those videos of the IGs like how you play with your boys and how you play when your girl is in the audience. It's going to be one of those joints. <laughs> I, I go quickly all day long. Okay, see it. I have 20 pity points, no assists for sure. That is our show. Um, yeah, Lee, let me know what it can find you. On Twitter, at underscore Lee Escobedo. I'll be continuing to write about the playoffs as I had been doing uh, all the other series that are going on, covering them in depth. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks, Mark Cuban, for being a bum. I really hate you and your franchise, but I love that you met up Dale Brunson. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Shout out. Yeah, man. You're a bum. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ryan G, let him know who can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. But Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also find me on Twitter at RyanGKOT. And I actually I actually agree with Sandman in the chat. If I have to choose a team to win the title this year, I'm going for the Nuggets. I like yeah, the way that's set up. Yeah, me I'm, too. I'm, Let's I'm, go I'm going for the Nuggets. And another thing, I know this is mad random out of nowhere, but I don't like the way how this blur is messing up my fro. It's not giving my fro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it deserves, like, the actual, like, you know, I can't think of the word right now. But, so your fro don't look like a triangle in real life? Exactly. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not it's not letting my fro shine. You know what I mean? I don't, that's what I don't like about this blur. Yeah. Yeah, the blur making the fro look fraudulent, dog. Aren't exactly. <laughs> you probably had to take the blur off. You want to see the background? Okay. All right. Sacrifice the background for the fro. Okay. Thanks. All right. All right. All right, man. That's our show. Um, if you did already know. Snapback, back. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Follow us on the KOT show on Twitter, the Nick and Tom show on Instagram, and the Nick and Tom show on Facebook. Also, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Everywhere you listen to the podcast, you listen to the Nick of Time show. All right. And you already know, get those snapbacks, the black and white, and the blue and orange at the Nick show.com. Just go there, hit catalog. Boom. It's right there for you. All right. All right. Cool. That is our show. It's the last. It's the last post game show. Oh man! Right. <laughs>
<laughs> pops, I see in the chat. I love you, Pops. I see you in there. <laughs> Shout out to Lee, Pops. All right, that is our show, man. Shout out to the chat. One more like, one more, one more shout. Shout out to Alexander Lee Escobedo in the chat. See you, Sam, man. Even though we be trolling, I love you, man. Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you, Lexa Destroyer. I seen Nick's Nation in there earlier. I seen Eric Chong in there. Jason M still here. Shout out to you, Amazement Seven. Shout out to you, everybody. Everybody rock with the show. John Baines picks for Timmy. Everybody who was rocking with us all year, best spot in the game, Fritz Alessandro, everybody, 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 hit that like, hit that subscribe. Oh, also, one more thing, I'm shutting off the show, I'm going to re-upload it for you people to, to watch it, so don't, don't, be, don't be scared when you don't see it after this, it's going to come back right up in the morning, all right? Cool. That is our show. <laughs> That's the fun this weekend, take your orange and blue juice and... <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh, pause. Um, <laughs> my right guys. Right now, I'm concerned about us going fishing, like what fishing hats we're wearing, what fishing reels we're going to use. Yeah, exactly. Get you know, you. what what waters we're going to be fishing in. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm worried about at the moment. And, you know, after that, we're going to Cancun. Cancun. You know, just, just, just you know, live it up. Live it up. Yeah, yeah, live it up. All right. I'm trying to <laughs> Oh, I got cred. cred. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I oh, me a cred for Ryan G. Oh, <laughs> man. man. Oh, man. That's why I got to save for the whole show. You're going to miss all the jokes, all right? All the jokes. <laughs> I usually go off on the end. <laughs> I hope you guys will know. Usually all the jokes come to last. <laughs> And it's 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> you told me get all the serious talk out, and then it's just jokes. All right. Oh, man. All right. That is our show, man. We out of here. And as always, shout out the worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Knicks, YouTube, and emo to the streets. That is our show. <laughs> we out of here. Peace. <laughs> New York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams.